Corey Taylor, my dad's college friends, and mummies. All of these things have as much to do with the curse of Bigfoot as Bigfoot has to do with this movie. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that Michael Flaherty says is all about taking lewds and banging dudes. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I am joined by the man who shot the Patterson film back in the, I think it was filmed in the 60s, I couldn't tell you when it was. I'm joined by Michael Flaherty. Mike, how's it going? Kick ass, kick ass, spread ass. That's what I always say. (laughs) We get cut and we get butt. Absolutely. That's what this podcast is all about. And and, and you know what? I... I did I, when I was doing the Patterson film. I turned over. I saw this little guy, little no name, little no name by the name of Zabruder, and I went, uh, I went. I feel like we're gonna be doing something here. <laughs> you know, the Zabruder film was the, the JFK one. The Patterson film is that like one famous like video of you see a Bigfoot walking yeah, in the field, yeah, just exactly. doing that, doing that classic exactly. pose. And I know you guys, you guys can't thinking- see it. <laughs> I'm just trying to think back to all of the shaky cam footage that came back in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's about as much as I got. <laughs> we were trying to go with something there, but, you know, there's only so many. Hell, we even get, like, shaky cam security, like, f- 1400p fucking security cam footage, <laughs> even in 2022. So about to say, yeah. any that is one thing I do love about like any type of like found footage horror stuff. Whenever it's referencing anything past 1996 mm-hmm. and, and then they're like, Oh, the footage is really rough. I just have to stop and go. How, how, <laughs> if it was like 1988 and back, mm-hmm. you have something you fair, fair. <laughs> 2007? No, no. I'll buy that for a second. We, we had we had decent cameras. Like hell, hell, we we had better cameras in 2007 on a fucking cell phone than yeah, what they used to film this movie. Actually, actually, you could film a more cohesive fucking story <laughs> with better lighting on a fucking Nokia from 2008. Like, bro. So guys, the movie we are talking about today is The Curse of Bigfoot. Now, I was scared when we decided we were going to cover this movie because I never heard of this. Mike was the one that suggested it. So I, you know, I, I do I do I do what you know any person that's gonna be talking about it sometimes I first thing I do is I Google it. And the thing that stuck out to me was the rating this movie had on IMDB. It had a 1.8 stars out of 10 on IMDb. Now, I want to to tell you about something. The bane of our existence, Bucky Larson, has a 3.3 on IMDb. So as soon as I saw it, I I was just sitting here just like shitting my pants in fear. And then when I saw the poster, I was like, that doesn't even look like Bigfoot. I I really feel like like we're for a treat. It looks like a wax doll someone someone put a heat gun to. It's just bro, this bro, the 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 fucking poster for this movie and the IMDB score made me go, "Oh yeah, baby, we're doing this." And also, I I'd be remiss if I didn't show if I didn't like a like a like a middle schooler show my work and show my sources. 
The credit mm-hmm. does go out to the Rift Tracks people, better known mm-hmm. as the people from MST3K. They mm-hmm. did cover this at one point. Now, granted, I have not seen that. I just thought that they had covered it, and I went, "Cool." Like we need. <laughs> I didn't want. I was about to say. So I mean, hey, I know the name of this from from Rift Tracks, mm-hmm. but I have not seen that, and I feel like my co-host hasn't either. So no, I. I saw, no- like, when I was looking up this movie, I did see the riff tracks, so there was something there. But I feel like this is probably the most under. This is definitely the most underground movie that we've covered because even just by looking at people talking about it, I mean there are some people like you know your hardcore cinephiles, but not a whole lot of people are talking about this wonderful movie. In fact, I was trying to figure out <laughs> where this film was shot because I the story behind it is in it's something. <laughs> so <laughs> the bulk of this movie was filmed in 1958 and it had a small release in the director's hometown and it was released originally as Teenagers Battle the Thing. But what? the director, the director used that footage, you know, as like the whole bit with like the mummy and all of the and like, you know, them going out into the woods, like that whole bit oh. was Teenagers Battle of the Thing. And he used that footage to capitalize on the Bigfoot craze that was going on. And he used that and just reshot some stuff. One of the actors came back to film a scene. And that's how we got Curse of Bigfoot. And I want to point something out. I want to point out a review that I read that I think perfectly (laughs) fucking describes this movie. It comes from Alex C. on Rotten Tomatoes. He described it as a story within a story within a story as told by a teacher to his bored students leads to the introduction of a clearly unstable man who begins to relate to the students about how he and some students met Bigfoot then an unrelated monster movie is shown. Yeah, it's this. See, it makes more sense to me now, knowing mm-hmm. the context that this guy literally sat there and just saw and just he did the fucking Looney Tunes thing where he saw Bigfoot and saw dollar signs spinning mm-hmm. in his fucking head and just went, oh, yeah, let's just reshoot some shit. Yeah, <laughs> because. No, nothing makes sense. Everything mm-hmm. is out of touch, mm-hmm. out of time. There is, there is nothing makes sense in this movie, given the time frame that they're claiming to be in. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's and, no, and nothing so happens much. too. Not, nothing happens in this movie. It's just this, people in a classroom. Something with the past. Okay, now they're walking and scaling the side of a mountain. Okay. Now we're going to take this body. Now we're going to go do X, Y, and Z. And now it's, it's dark, but there are still shadows. It's, it's, it's a whole fucking mess. I guess what? I have, I found, I've got a new addition to the, uh, to the, to the bad movie spectrum that we have oh, created cool, here in cool. the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. If you don't know what the bad movie spectrum is, it is a, it's a, what would you, what would you describe it as? Like, a web, it's like a, it's, a web of exactly. bad movies. It, it's a web of bad movie types. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You got the stupid bad movie, the kid mm-hmm. bad movie, like your zooms. You have the bad bad movie, like Bucky Larson. You have the good bad movie, like Samurai Cop or like mm-hmm. Deathbed. And mm-hmm. I want 
to throw a new one in there. Okay. The boring bad movie. Mm, the worst. It's, I think it's the worst. Mm, I think it's the. It's like the second to second to worst one. It's the second to worst one. The mm-hmm. bad bad movie is the worst one, far and yep, away, yep, because yep. that one hurts. That one just hurts. Mm-hmm. This is very close, but it doesn't hurt. It's not unhinged or anything. It's just, it's just nothing occurs, and I you're literally sucked back in to your like six six year old self. And you were just so bored trying to find things to distract you because mm-hmm. mother of Jesus, nothing occurs. Yeah, it's a pain. It's it, it was a drag to get through. The movie's runtime isn't even like 90 minutes. And the reason the reason I think it is it feels that way is from this was what I read from reviews. Again, this is not confirmed by like the filmmaker. I haven't seen any interviews from the people involved with it. But this is just what I've read like through the community. Apparently, this started out as a student-made short film. And Mm -hmm. once I heard that, it just kind of all made sense. Because as as someone who was kind of lightly involved with like student films and looking at some of the errors that this movie made, I'm like, oh yeah, that 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 now the movie makes sense. So it just kind of seems like they were trying to find a way to make things longer, try to find a way to really pad that runtime, which at the end of the day, this movie really could have just been like, I don't know. Like, what do you think? 20 minutes? Oh, 15, 20 minutes. It could have been a goddamn YouTube short, bro. Like it is like honest to God, mm-hmm. this movie, like just like you said, literally just as you said, this is a student film that someone had to figure out how to drag to 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 do to to literally be legally classified as a movie. Yeah, I think they had to like pad the runtime because this actually aired on TV. So they had to like reach mm-hmm. a certain time in order to get yeah. it. And I really feel like they were just like just going in and trying to find things to make it hit the pad time. And you know, it's it's fine. And also there's no credits yeah. with this movie, which made it no. even straight. That was that was weird. That's that was there's weird. This movie has a lot of artistic choices that were made that you don't that didn't pan out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest. Like it's a lot of stuff that makes you go like. Part of it you're going okay. I see. Oh, nope, nope. All right, you 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 fucked it up. Okay, now I don't know what you're doing. It's there's so many twists and turns of which I'm going to lean on your film acumen actually Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of shit that feels wrong that occurs that i that because like the lighting Mm -hmm. just hurts Mm -hmm. the audio terrible tell you what hotel trivago (laughs) tell you what if you have a concern like bring it to me and we'll 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 see we'll see if we'll see if things line up We'll, we'll hold that off but before we continue i also had wanted to mention one more thing Ooh, so Throughout these like more recent episodes of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, I have been noticing things. I'm like, okay, so this film is related to this film that we already covered. Like we realized that that uh, Aaron Eckhart from I Frankenstein was in The Wicker Man. Then obviously we did the whole Nick Cage month. So it really got me thinking: How could I connect the films that we have done thus far? Ooh. So I got to the Curse of Bigfoot, and I was thinking, okay, how could I do this? Like, how could I? 
connect the people who are involved with this movie to things that we have already done. A, a six, a six degrees of messed up at midnight. If the you the six degrees of messed up at midnight. So, like the bad movie cinematic universe, the six degree, oh. whatever you want to call the, the it, buku. the buku, the buku, So, <laughs> I was trying to find a way to connect this movie to one of the films that we've already covered, and I got nothing. I mean, I straight up like I went down <laughs> the IMDb rabbit hole. This was like one, like the only movie that some of these people worked on. Again, it was a short, it was a student film that somehow got picked up and was played on TV. So I was really trying. I was really, really trying to find a way. <laughs> this is, this is, oh, let's go ahead. Oh, mm-hmm. but. Oh. One, it, it wasn't a film that we have covered. This was a film that I know for a fact at some point in the future, Mike, you and I are going to talk about. Oh. One of the extras in this movie, she's like a background character in the classroom scene. Okay. She appeared in another notorious bad movie. Can you guess ooh. which movie? Oh, uh, ooh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this was filmed in the fifth in the late fifties. So well, this, part could have been in the, this part could have been filmed in the seventies. Oh, we don't. That know. is true. That is true. That know. is true. This seems. I, I I think this may have been recast in the seventies. Okay. Oh, uh, mm, mm, uh, I'm going to take a stab in the dark. The happening. Not the happening. Not the happening. Okay. okay. Do you want another guess or do you just want me to tell you? Uh, let me let me take one more guess. Okay. Let me take one more guess a few years back and then okay. we'll 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 just we'll just can it. Uh, the Exorcist 2. Not the Exorcist 2. Okay. The actress that appeared was Jackie Neiman Jones, who appeared as Debbie in the critically lauded Manos the Hands of Fate. Oh God, dude, talk oh, talk about getting shafted in a way. Dude, that's, you, that's, you know that's bad luck. That's yeah. a bad luck. She sat there, you know that girl sat there and was just like, okay, that movie sucked. All right. Okay. Okay. Time. Shake it off, Jackie. Shake it off. You. You can. You can bounce back from this. What's this new one? Okay. Horror movie. Perfect. And you I, want- I'm used to this. I can work within horror. What's it called? Manos, the hands of fate. Sounds a little mysterious. Sounds a little interesting. Well, you want to know the funny thing is that Manos, the hands of fate, was released in 1966. This movie was released in 1975. This is her rebound? This is well, this is her rebound, and she is credited, and I'm looking at IMDB, she is credited as student. <laughs> parentheses uncredited. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So that- damn. That's that's tough, dude. Jackie, you couldn't catch a break, could you? You you tried to do you tried to do manos. God damn, that fell apart. <laughs> and then you chose to you chose to go with uh, Curse of Bigfoot, so uh, I I feel like that ha- that has to be the nail in the coffin for your for your film career. Well, I, I mean, feel, ever from since, a moral perspective, from a moral, but I mean, like ever since like I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her actress credits right now on IMDb. Ever since like 2015, she's been getting work. I think because of the cult status of Manos, the Hands of Fate, <laughs> absolutely like, because of that. 
I mean, I'm sure she's a, I'm sure she's a very talented actress, but also like Manos, the hands of being in you know one of the most notoriously bad movies carries with it a certain weight. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. it's so weird how certain movies crest in their like in their like bad moviedom, it, mm-hmm. where they go from being like horrible movies that everyone regrets to being like perfect. Like mm-hmm. like Miami Connection, I totally feel like some point down the line there's going to be some old guy that from my that was in Miami Connection that gets mm-hmm. recast into some movie because some film nerd like loves it. I believe it. Go full like a full Quentin Tarantino moment. <laughs> so now we're going to get to the ever important question of this podcast, Mike. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? Okay. So I actually, I actually, this is, so this isn't a scenario and this isn't a cocktail. These are okay. two things paired together that I think sum up the movie as, mm-hmm. as just a whole. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so follow me on this. The movie is dusty and old and was rehashed in what was at the time a modern period. Mm-hmm. So let's think, uh, so let's, let's find some, let's find an old you know, salt of the earth liquor that, you know, can't, that's tried and true was popular in the fit in the late fifties that someone will probably dust off and convince themselves is like, okay to continue to drink mm-hmm. a Jack Daniels. Okay. Cause this movie has whiskey written all over it. It's got Hardy classic late fifties, America, a little bit of horror. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's nothing party hard. It's nothing like, it's not a gin. It's not sophisticated enough. It's just a whiskey. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. But because it's in modern times, it's trying to be a twist. You know, mm-hmm. it's trying to like trying to take something classic and twist it into this cool new setting to capitalize mm-hmm. on a new trend. Mm-hmm. What else? What else is a is a twisted drink that is capitalizing on certain trends? A twisted tea, baby. <laughs> How did I so, know you were going to say that? <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, yeah, you, you already do. So <laughs> this this movie is one hundred percent. Someone someone took a twisted tea, drank it, said, "This is way too boring. I got to mm-hmm. do something with this. There's got to be a level of pizzazz, and I don't want to buy more alcohol. So what do we have?" And then they just dust off Granddad's whiskey after mm-hmm. he passed on, and everyone forgot about. And you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could make it work. And then you mm-hmm. then you pour pour enough in, you taste it and you go, This is so eh. It's so suitable. It it isn't good. It isn't bad. It just is. And you go, Oh, all right. I mean, yeah, that'll do. And that's know. what this movie is. A twisted tea with fucking old whiskey dropped in it. That makes you just want to just go into a gas station and just hit somebody over the head with it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know what? Jeez, it makes you want to add some spice to your life because God damn, this movie doesn't do it. No, it does not. Listen, like I went. I'm going to be real. So I know these past couple of podcasts, it's been like, you know, with me, an elaborate cocktail with, you know, NyQuil, some weird concoction involving gin, beer and melon liqueur. But this time I'm going to, I'm going to take a different approach. Okay. Oh. Let's get the obvious. Okay. So, like, looking at the movie The Curse of Bigfoot, like, just straight, just straight on, you would obvious, the obvious choice would be to go 
with a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, the Bigfoot, oh, the wow. Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale. Oh, okay, the Sierra Nevada Bigfoot Ale. Okay, so okay. Look, at, look at that, just straight off the bat. I'm a beer guy, so Bigfoot Ale. <laughs> it's got to be aged, almost like it looks too out of touch with modern times. <laughs> so, like, if we were drinking this today, we realized, like, damn, this was bottled in like 2000. Exactly. Okay, so where do we go from here? I'll tell you where. River water. River water? You, river water. Just go to the nearest river or creek that you have. <laughs> stick go to a, a creek in, and just stick it just in. Stick a, stick a cup in. Pour <laughs> it in, mix it up, and that's it. The, the, yeah, exactly. Really like, you know, it's, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing fancy. It's going to suck. And it just kind of fucks with something that was, you know, already there. Like, that, yeah, it, that's this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's it is it's just you're taking something that's okay and you're just making it worse. You're it's like you're taking you're like you know what would you know what would make this better? Giardia. You know what would make this better? Poor lighting. <laughs> And a chop and a chopped student film from the late fifties. Like what? What? I feel like both of our drinks really embody this film well. What do you think? I think I think you know what? Of all of the ones that we had done up to this point, I think mm-hmm. that this film is perfect. Is is most perfectly encompassed by both of our drinks. We have had both of us have had drinks that better encompass certain movies. This is the one time when I've looked and I've gone, both of these are very suitable for this movie. Both yep. of these really encompass the movie going experience of mm-hmm. Curse of Bigfoot. Yeah, cause like with, with, with Scooby-Doo, I was like, I was coming up with my cocktail and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm almost there, but like, what do I need? And then I thought of NyQuil and I was like, boom, okay, I got it. Like with I Frankenstein it was a similar thing with like, um, some of the Nick Cage ones, I was like, okay, like we're we're on to something, but there was always like that little bit. But like with this one, it, it was just so simple. Exactly. It's just the Bigfoot Ale and just it's go to nearest river, and there you go. Dude, it's kind of nice to relax the relax the muscles a little bit. You we did so much thinking on how do we how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we perfectly encompass the scenario or the cocktail that is this movie? And now we're just like uh-huh, twisted tea, whiskey, river water, Bigfoot ale. That's that's it. That's all we need. There's there's no thinking. There's no nuance. It's, this is this is the movie. This is quite literally the exact same experience. <laughs> so, guys, why don't you go to your nearest river or go grab yourself a twisted tea and let's talk about the curse of Bigfoot. So when we open, like right off the bat, this was before, you know, like just by looking at it visually, we could have no idea that, oh, this was made back in the 50s or, oh, this was like, you know, this came out like during a similar time that Sarah T. Portrait of a Teenage (laughs) Alcoholic did, which we've already covered on this podcast. Now, Mike, this movie like visually does not look like a movie that would come that would be like a Sarah T. or hell, a Star Wars. Star Wars came out around this time. No, no. Honest to God, honest to God. I looked at the date for this movie's release seven, like seven times, it felt Mm -hmm. like, because I was so astounded. Like, 
honest to God, like the only like the only time I had ever seen a movie video quality from this time period, from the 70s, that was mm-hmm. that bad, was the student film version of The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. That was the only time. Every other mm-hmm. time, Texas Chainsaw, Star Wars, Sarah T, all of them at least had some surface level of quality to it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was rough, it was like you could look at it and go, okay, I at least know that that is in fact a female and that it is in fact light outside and the fact mm-hmm. that this is a dog. Like, no, it's here. No, every it, it, this movie, this movie's this movie's horrifying aspect is keeping you guessing. Because not because you're not because you're curious as to what happens with the plot, but because you're confused as to mm-hmm. what just occurred. You want to, you want to know what this movie feels like? I don't know if you were an Animal Planet kid growing oh, up. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you were. So this might ring oh. true, and this might ring tr- ring true for some of you guys oh. out there. So, did you ever watch Animal Planet's The Most Extreme? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so do you remember like when you were watching it, sometimes they would cut to like a B movie from like the it was like either like black and white, like featuring giant spiders or like aliens. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie yeah. feels like one of those movies Absolutely. that they would show. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, it feels like one of those. Uh-huh. And literally like the first time the first time like it came out, I was like, Oh yeah, Animal Planet. Like that 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 that's just that's just the vibes that I'm getting from this. Which yeah, that's not a bad thing, but as you'll see later on, it quickly, quickly turns. Yeah. So from a lot of the movies from this time, we get like that whimsical soundtrack combined with a voiceover, which really makes you wonder why the fuck this was the vibe they were going for in like the 70s and the 80s. But then, but then we see Bigfoot with fangs. Lord have mercy. If Sarah T could have gotten money to run over a fucking horse how can y'all not have money for decent bigfoot effects oh wait i know how because this was a fucking student film first it's they i i swear to god this bigfoot this you know what you know what's crazy this you know what's insane to me that and and all and i am prepared to defend myself i am okay but Mm -hmm. this movie that bigfoot character is creepy not because it was a well-crafted design, not because it's a well-crafted mm-hmm. monster, but because it is so poorly done, poor, sh- so shoddily done that you just look at that and you just and your but your your instinct, your gut, mm-hmm. animal instinct is to go Ugh. like is you're not like you're not like ah you're not like whoa that's so creepy you're just like your instinct is go like, it literally looks like somebody took like a plastic gorilla mask. And just brought it way too close to the sun, and it just burned it's, it off. It's so, it's so melted. It's so. Why is it so melted? They actually look. It looks like it quite literally looks like they took a hairless gorilla mask, mm-hmm. melted it, and then sat there, found a bunch of hair, and just started gluing it randomly because it's just. It makes no sense. It no, it's no. You know, I told my girlfriend that we were covering this movie and she looked it up and she said, oh, my God, you know what this looks like? This looks like there was like this puppet for Labyrinth, I think, that like got put into storage for like 50 fucking years. And it's like face was melting off. And she's like, it it looks like that. It looks like a melted fucking puppet. (laughs) 
it's yeah, no, I it's I couldn't agree more. It looks like a melted puppet. Ooh, what was up with what was up with the seventies and having all of their monsters look melted? It's very odd. But have do you have you also noticed this that there is a non-zero amount of monsters or bad guys from mm-hmm. like seventies horror, like fifties to like mid to late seventies horror movies that are just mm-hmm. like. All of them are just so melted and weird. And you're just left wondering, like, like, did the costume department for horror movies in Hollywood just suffer a really bad accident in, like, and, like, left their shit in, like, the California sun? <laughs> well, like, looking at like, it from, like a, like, a cultural perspective, one of the reasons for that could be, and I'm about, I'm about to get academic here for a second. Oh, okay. Is, be- right. is because maybe, like, I don't want to bring the Cold War into this and the fear of like, you know, the rise of the rise of nuclear and the rise of like, you know, the fear of nuclear. But like that's like when I see that, that's kind of where my mind goes to. But looking at it from our lens, it just looks cheesy and bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it just looks cheesy and bad straight up. It just looks cheesy and bad. It looks like. It always, I always feel like, I always feel like with this podcast that we always bring up Texas Chainsaw and John Wick mm-hmm. the most in this movie. In this, mess up at midnight I, approved. Absolutely, mess up at midnight approved. Those are some <laughs> banger movies. But uh, I feel like they just like, like, like it always feels like to me like they like everyone saw Texas Chainsaw do something original. Like mm-hmm. they took Leatherface and Toby Hooper. Looked at looked at Ed Gein and looked at all that Cold War nonsense and then went, I got a guy. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. And he fucking had it. And then everyone else went, oh, yeah, we're just going to do that. We're going to do we're just gonna radioactive that. spiders. Yeah, it's 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 if it wasn't if it wasn't a radioactive animal or mm-hmm. a radioactive woman, it was just a fucking it was just it was just. It was just a copy of Leatherface in some capacity. (laughs) (laughs) And with this movie, we got Bigfoot. Now, I'm going to defy something. I actually have something nice to say about this movie. It's at a very specific point. There's a a shot of a bloody hand. And when I saw the blood of that, I'm like, as a horror guy, I do kind of like the the thickness and the viscosity of that blood running over. (laughs) I was like, that's probably like the only really nice thing i have to say about this but then it's immediately just gone because i'm like okay well well who was that guy was was he from like two million years ago his hands looked very like you know well kept and proper for being from two million years ago like who is this person yeah it's it's again i i I know exactly what scene you're talking about and i couldn't agree more like Mm -hmm. this and this is like early opening scene where it's like the blood comes down we are not even like we're not even like two minutes in. <laughs> it's that's it, scary. It, it, and it's it's freaky because like yeah, but for the sake of for the sake of brevity, like this guy's hand looks manicured, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like and then literally you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, maybe this is just Bigfoot's first victim, and then the narrator goes in the ple in in the was it the plesios plesius era. Which mm-hmm. is like, which sounds like some Jurassic Park shit, or like, I, I'm sure it's like some era of the dinosaurs. I'm almost certain. There's no way that's not like a thing. But in any case, he just says some dinosaur era, and I go, oh, so 
So did people just have nail files back in 2 million BCE? Like <laughs> They're just using like an oversized piece of bamboo just to file their nails down. I was about you to know? say, they're filing their nails. They're like taking like state, like, like triceratops, like, like, like little like bones and just like shaving their arms and like their like neck. <laughs> yeah. So after we get this hand model who dies, we go to this random shot of a guy in red walking through a cave that's never mentioned throughout like the rest of this entire film. And then we go to the first official like opening scene of this movie that is supposed to take place at night. You can tell by like, you know, the cricket sounds, the filter that they used, the actress literally saying like to try to keep her, you know, dog quiet, like Scotty, if you're good for the rest of the night. So she uses the word night to then we immediately go to a shot of the sun. Like they show a shot of the, like the sun in the fucking sky when it's supposed to be night outside and we can even see harsh shadows on the ground. I know I've mentioned this on this podcast before. Wait, wait, that scene is meant to be at night. It's supposed to be at night. It's supposed to be like, cause she says, if you like, let me see if I can find that line. She says, Scotty, if you, if you are good for the rest of the night, what, (laughs) what, how and like her, huh? her vocab, the, the words that she are, that she's using is like make is making you think okay no like this is supposed to be at night but it just does not work i've seen people try to like darken footage to make it look like you know day for night i've done it and it has looked we've, like shit we've seen it here on the best of Midnight exactly Podcast. it's for the love of God, just shoot when it's dusk and then make everything darker. Like, it's just, why? Or just shoot, or just shoot good day for night. Shoot when it's cloudy. What yeah, the it's, fuck? It's, I swear to God. I swear to God, dude. Like, I 100% did not register that it was nighttime. She said it and I literally went, I literally, my brain corrected it. My brain went, my brain filled in the fucking gaps. <laughs> and just went, oh, you misheard it. It was probably, it was, she probably meant like during, for the rest of the day or something. And I was like, God damn it. God damn it. So what we see next is like the missing member of Slipknot walking through the woods. <laughs> we get like Corey Taylor just wandering through the I fucking woods. <laughs> It's like it's fucking Ed. It's Ed Gein if he was like if he if he was like mixed with Sean Crahan from Slipknot, <laughs> like just rolling through. Just he's doing he's doing the fucking Michael Myers walk exactly, which is even better. No, dude, that's not Bigfoot. It's just a way too dedicated Slipknot fan. Yeah, exactly. I could already. I dude, I swear to God, if if you. Let the the film I no okay right off the cuff if you put if you literally just only kept the dog's bark the girl's scream and none of the other sound in mm-hmm. and put and put duality by Slipknot over <laughs> it would literally sound like a Slipknot music video does don't no don't lie to me it looks like a heavy metal music video. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It looks like it's just so terrible. It is so horribly shot that like I could totally hear a, I stick my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> it's, I was like, I swear, man. I swear. But anyways, dis, Dude, like, they, they, discount they can, Slipknot. So we get discount Slipknot, but like they reuse the shots of this. I'm using quotations here. Bigfoot walking. They use like the same low. They use like the show. Same low angle shot of him walking. A close up of leaves moving around for some reason. And it, it's it's like it's like they only had time to shoot like I don't know like three or four things, but the director's like, no, we got we got we got to stretch it out. Like we're look, I get it. We're we're trying to fill for TV. We really got to like stretch out. So just add another shot here, add another shot there. Just please, for the love of God, just try to make this work. Yeah, so exactly. Then we get this like dark, it, the movie's dark, not in the sense of like themes, but in the way like we can't like see shit. So this woman comes walking out. And the way that she does this is like she says she walks out the door, stops dead in her tracks, says Scotty and stands like an NPC and then moves her her hands to her hips, then puts them down and starts walking. It's, it's not it's not like a fluid motion or anything. It's like she stops like, to take each individual step one at a fucking like an, time. It's like an it's like an AI learning to learning to act. Like it's like it's like a fucking it's like if the spirit of like Cleverbot or some shit like just like just took over and it was just like it was like Scotty hands on hips, hands down on side, walk forward. And you're like it's, it's. I can. I can see the fucking code run, man. <laughs> like it's still. Lear- it's still learning that process of how to do things like all at once. So it's just like okay. It's. It, it's. It's a. Uh, it's lagging. That's the word. Exactly. It's literally <laughs> the lagging. program's it's lagging. Literally <laughs> lagging. And we get more random shots of this Slipknot fan just walking through the woods. Then the. The woman comes out and is like talking with Scotty, the dog, and saying like, if you're good for the rest of the night, and then big, like we still get like these random shots of Bigfoot just randomly, and she's talking to this dog, and it feels like we're skipping over stuff, but no, that's literally all that is happening with this scene. So then Bigfoot just like approaches this girl from behind, which sounds very sexual, (laughs) and then slowly just does nothing. We cut away, she screams, and that's it. Like she doesn't even like react in any any in any type of way. It's just a, a shot of her like, you know, smiling, doing whatever. And then it cuts away and then she starts screaming. I'm like, we have literally we have no context of to what just it's, happened with this movie. It's literally yeah, no, it's literally just it's literally fucking fucking discount slipknot T pose in a, behind her, or just like sitting there like waiting. It's like it's like you're it's like you're waiting for your sibling. Uh, to get done using the fridge so you can. So mm-hmm. you're just paying. It's like he's literally doing the fucking motion where he's just patiently waiting. And then it just pays and she screams, which is okay. In my honest opinion, as a horror movie fan, mm-hmm. that is the cheapest, the most uncool thing you could do in a horror movie, which is pan away. At mm-hmm. least show the motion and the knife hit and then pan away. Like, mm-hmm. don't just. 
don't just pan away to screaming. That's that's not cool. That's not, <laughs> not cool. So now Bigfoot's able to like use a butterfly knife and shit just to like help uh, just do it to just stab her in the neck. <laughs> Bro, if you see if I saw a fucking if I saw discount slipknot or Bigfoot fucking twirling a ballast song in his hands and then like go for a quick shank and then and then like cap it again, I would be like that is the freshest kill I've ever seen. Like, you're like, damn, he looks cool. You're just like, just hell fucking yeah. By the way, we are only 10 minutes into this movie. I want to make that very clear. At this point, we are 10 minutes in. We've been recording for almost 40 minutes. This is good. Strap in, guys. We're this is power through this one. I was about to say, I was like, the the, the saving grace is there is there is one huge like lull so maybe we can speed through that point but (laughs) so we go to a classroom now (laughs) and this guy is teaching about teaching a high school class about crypto zoology i think yeah what school are they going to where they teach you about like cryptids man are they are they in fucking Hogwarts? Why are they talking about cryptids? Like it's is like and it's not like ancient mythology. You're like, oh yeah, so in so there's Saint George's Dragon, or it's like or it's like Imhotep or like mm-hmm. and like set from like Egyptian mythology. <laughs> nope, they're just like they're like griffins. No, it's like and dragons, and you're like, what? <laughs> Literally, one of the lines that this professor says is, "All right, class, today we are concluding our lesson on the supernatural." Motherfucker, where do I? Where like middle school Maxwell would have signed up for this class in a fucking heartbeat? Because you know, that's, well, middle school so- Leo Max just loved himself some cryptids, man. Dude, that was so, bro. Do not lie to, do don't lie to yourself and act like in ninth grade you wouldn't be the least bit interested in taking a class on cryptids. You'd be like, oh shit, it's either this or fucking social studies. I guess I'll fucking pick cryptids, like, because at least they're gonna be talking about dragons and shit. Like, all right, Mike, favorite favorite cryptids, go right now. When to go? When did, okay okay i was i was on myself more of like a jersey devil type of guy or oh mothman. yeah the jersey devil is cool or mothman. i love the jersey devil. mothman's awesome <laughs> mothman is great listen we're gonna start we're gonna start like another like podcast where we just talk cryptids or just like, it's like cryptid so, cast <laughs> i was like bro okay so like if mothman were a drink i really think he'd be like a nice shot of like if we if we Rum. liquefied the New Jersey Devil, Devil. how would he taste? How would he taste? <laughs> I don't know. So I feel like he would taste like very like meaty, very earthy. Like <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting earth notes. I'm getting earth notes. Like strong grass coming from New Jersey Devil. Grass <laughs> oh. and pine. <laughs> grass, pine, and a a smell, of, a scent of hairspray. <laughs> So getting away from the Jersey Devil and getting back to Bigfoot, we're talking about movies here. So this teacher brings in an actual cryptozoologist that specializes in Bigfoot. But no, we're not going to get there just yet. We fade away in the middle of his lecture to satellites and I don't somewhere (laughs) that looks like somewhere in the Himalayas and we get voiceovers. We meet Derek, the photographer. 
and he stands in the snow and he points. Okay. It's, what? It is such, it's such useless damn footage. <laughs> like, why did we need an action, like, intro card? Like, it's literally like the shit they did for, like, the A-Team. Or, like, Thunderbirds. <laughs> or Power Rangers. Or pick your goddamn action hero show. Like, where it's just, like, where it's them doing a cool action sequence in some really exotic part of the world and then point and freeze frame. That's literally what this movie does for a photographer. Well, it's like they're talking about big, they're doing like a voiceover on Bigfoot, but they're not really, they're just showing just landscape like videos. But then after this, we go back to like, I think, no, after this, we go back to like, we get a random shot of a Bigfoot hand in hay. And then we get a smash cut to like a log being thrown into like water. So we randomly go from like the Himalayas to the Pacific Northwest all in the blink of an eye. And it's a factory where they're like they're doing logging and shit. So loggers are killing the environment and like then Bigfoot comes in and just guns them down with an AK and then just fucking kickflips on a skateboard. Damn, I was about to say, and he's like, he's smoke, he's smoking a blunt, listening to listening to like Goldfinger or any or like pick your ska band. He's just listening to Sublime on a skateboard, just like with his AK, <laughs> just gunning down all of these loggers, and all of a sudden, this movie turned into an environmentalist message. So that's it. That's the episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mess Up at Midnight Pot. I'm kidding. This is not the end, yeah. guys. You're, you're still stuck with us for the rest of this fucking movie. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. My God. (laughs) So this voiceover is telling us about like these loggers who encountered Bigfoot, which, okay, they're the first person to ever encounter such a creature in the wild. So we get these two guys who are driving for a weirdly long amount of time when they suddenly just see just a dude in a gorilla costume just run across the road. It's, it's the wildest shit because it's like it's like it's like if Bigfoot does, isn't used to this, it isn't used to the idea of motor vehicles by now. So it's just so essentially like they're just Bigfoot is just running across a dirt road, and these guys are just like just are driving, and they go, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like this, like this eight foot hairy beast didn't just like dive across the road somebody's got to have footage out there of like bigfoot just running across the highway i was about to say it's dodging like, traffic it's like route 66 you just see bigfoot like fucking sprinting across sprinting right next to your car you're like damn, damn he's got wheels i was about to say what is, is bigfoot part ostrich what the hell is he doing over here so the two guys are, you know, typical white people, and they get out of the car to go investigate <laughs> it. I swear, man. So Every goddamn time. By the way, one of these guys is like this long hair, and like he's got his long hair. He's got a mustache. He looks like a hippie. This is what he I was referring like to. Hot, he, look, he looks he, like the hot, hot version of the Quaker Oats guy. This guy looks like a like classmate my dad would have had when he was in school for geology and was away at field <laughs> camp. Damn. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's going on. If I show my dad a picture of that, he'd be like, yeah, probably just looks like another 
stoner geologist just out in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he looks like I de- he definitely looks like he knows a little too much about the touring schedule for the Grateful Dead. He w- he was there at the original Woodstock. <laughs> oh my god. He probably was. Let's be honest. <laughs> so the other guy just goes walking through the woods. We get like breathing random close-ups of one of the guys and then a shot where like Bigfoot is like leaning against a tree watching one of these guys like walk through the woods and when we see Bigfoot I'm again I'm going to be getting a little bit more like you know philosophical here once we see the killer once we see like the creature like just in broad daylight like I mean he's right fucking there in my opinion, I think all of the tension from the scene is just fucking gone. Oh, yeah. Like, you know he's there. You know, you like, you know, something's going to happen. It's not like, oh, like maybe so like we haven't seen like it's not like in Jaws where it's like you feel like, the you know, the shark is somewhere just in the water. Like we don't know it yet. So I, in my opinion, I think all of the tension just right now was right when we see the, just the creature like, I don't know, doing like a modeling pose leaning against a tree. Then it's just fucking gone. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, again, it comes down to show don't tell. Mm-hmm. But this movie, it feels like this movie realized show don't tell far too late and tried to make up for it. Because the way it's cut together, it feels like they showed, <clears throat> realized they shouldn't have, and went, "Fuck, we got to make up for it," and then don't. For mm-hmm. like the rest of the movie. And you're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, great. Subtlety is not this movie's strong suit. And I mean, this definitely feels like one of the scenes that was filmed later. So oh, like, yeah, you, 100%. You, you, you would think that like, you know, with the scenes that were filmed later, you were able to like look at what you shot before and be like, okay, this didn't work because of this, this, and this. Now when we go in here, like we know, we know that now. Yeah. But no, they don't do that. They're just like, you know what? Nah, fuck it. We'll show them. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they're like, they're like, we got to loop people in. We got to rope people in somehow. (laughs) In fact, let me actually describe a sequence in this, in this, like in just a short little bit to kind of give you an idea of what the editing looks like with this film. Mm -hmm. So we get a shot of a Bigfoot hand. Then we get a shot of, you know, the hippie guy with a mustache. My dad's classmate circling around from a tree. He almost slips. We get a random shot of Larry, the other guy, with a blank expression. We go back to my dad's classmate, walking. Cuts to like a two-second clip of Larry. Same expression. I'm pretty sure they just used the exact same footage. I, yeah, they did. They 100% <laughs> did. There's no way they didn't. We cut back to my dad's classmate, walking through the woods. And then we just suddenly just hear screaming and gagging. This just shit just came out of nowhere. There was no expression on Larry's face yes. where we could see like, oh, he sees something. It's not like he turns and he looks. And he's like, what? And then we cut away. It's none of no, that. It's, it's, it's literally he's moving. He's dead. He's screaming. And you're like, oh, well, all right, cool. There's no, no lead in. No, none of that. Okay, cool. Cool. Great. All right. Hell yeah. So we get some more weird editing, and then we're finally back to the cryptozoology class, which apparently is a literature class from what the professor was talking about, but he's teaching it as a cryptozoology class. Good for him, I guess. So 
when he's talking to one of the ex to one of the students about dragons from the 16th century i didn't notice one of the extras in the background looked like a like a hippie rick moranis like he looked like so much <laughs> so much like an uncanny degree that i had to look up and be sure like uh, that he wasn't in this movie and he wasn't it was just the girl from uh honey manos hands of fate straight up straight up honey honey i shrunk the acid <laughs> honey we found bigfoot <laughs> oh so we get more like random interaction between the teacher and the students until this Bigfoot researcher comes in and just starts roasting this random kid for making fun of a griffin. Like, bro, you are a cryptozoologist. You need to just chill. You are like on the bottom of society's totem pole. I was about to say this guy, like the only like this guy is leaning into flat earthers territory of ridiculousness. And what's probably what, see what makes it worse is not the fact that he's a, I mean, it's, it's a fucking helpful part. The fact that he's a cryptozoologist, but it's the fact that he's also just like so stoic and serious about it. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh God, man, like really you're going to sit there and do cryptozoology and be like, and be like, no, this is, this this is meaningful. Like, like, all right. Listen, this guy has been to the edge of the earth and has watched The Shining like a thousand different times to where he could say he could prove without a shadow of a doubt that Stanley Kubrick helped fake the moon landing and has oh undeniable proof. Oh, my God. The Shining. I love I look I love Kubrick more than anyone else, man. I swear to God, my the man does not have that much skill. So the researcher he comes in. He's you know, like Mike said, he's very stoic, and tells us about five students, three boys and two girls, to where he arranged a field trip where three of those students are in a mental institution, and the other two. I don't know, just got like a C in his class or something. He doesn't bear to even ah. mention he doesn't even bear to mention those guys. One student can only can only stare straight ahead in shock. One of the lines he said. And it's probably because she watched this movie. Exactly. So again, voiceover, 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 flashback. This is uh, this is what I think was like the the film the part of the movie that was shot in the 50s where it was teenagers battle the thing. Oh, so, yeah. So shots of these five students, their teacher and another like, I don't know, researcher going out into the woods to like, you know, dig for things. And Mike, I, does this sound familiar to you? This premise? Going out, teenagers. Like five, like five students, their teacher and like someone else going out into the woods to do research. Oh my god, wait. It's pterodactyl. Oh no, no. <laughs> Bro, you see fucking you see you see Coolio come swooping in on like pterodactyl arms. Coolio's riding a pterodactyl just through this movie. It's now pterodactyls versus Bigfoot, and Coolio is there too for some reason. Yes. Coolio into all of our shit. Coolio's Bro, the official I- mascot of the messed up at midnight podcast. Hell yeah, Coolio and Nick Cage, baby. It's like it's like the uh it's like Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder in shit. 
but instead it's Nick Cage and Coolio. Dude, one day we're going to like do a bet or something where it's like, hey, the loser has to get a tattoo of Nick Cage and Coolio on their body. It's Nick Cage and Coolio on a pterodactyl. There are any tattooed artists out there? Michael Flaherty would really like that design on his ass. So just like get in contact if with this. Tattoo, if there's a matching tattoo on Ma- uh, on Max's <laughs> ass cheek, yeah. You know, I can't fully de- I can't fully deny like if you got that like and like if this podcast took off to a certain like I'm I'm, I'm I might have to consider that. Yeah, you might have to think about it. Huh? I might have to be like, oh, I might have to be like, you might have to think about it too. Damn it! <laughs> Listen, if, if either we're both doing it or we're not doing it at all. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know the stakes. So we go to like a so after this like the curse of Bigfoot gang. They go to the small town of Ivanpah, population five hundred, to do something. And we there's something I want to point out here. We get a whole lot of like overexposed, just white footage. It's, it's it, yes. you know what? You, okay, that was yes. one of the things you were talking. Like, yes. it looks, yes. it literally looks like that they took their camera and just bumped it up like to the most light sensitive setting and went to go film outside in the daytime. It's. And and it doesn't look like they're filming in a traditionally dark. It's not like they're filming in fucking London where it rains all the time mm-hmm. or Seattle. Like it looks like they're filming in the hot California sun or it's bright and sunny and you don't need that shit. Like it's <laughs> like, and they're just, they're just fucking, it's so goddamn bright. <laughs> like it's so bright. Like we, like there were cer- certain shots of the mountains where we were like, I could not see what was going on because yeah. it is so bright. It's literally, they're like, they'd be literally this, literally the students would, would sit there and point and go look over there. And then it would just be a bright fucking like, like cone in the middle of the screen. And as the viewer, you're just left going, I don't know what the hell you're pointing at because it's just all white. <laughs> it's just, so bright i cannot tell what is going on so bright unlike my future so we continue to go through to what they're calling yeah i'm gonna roast myself on this own podcast we don't take ourselves seriously here the messed up at the night podcast the mess up in my podcast is all about (laughs) self-deprecation so they're somewhere i think the words that one of the researchers used to describe it was indian country so they went to the woods looking for yeah that's a yeah, that's a that's a that's a new if I've ever heard one. I was about to say this this movie this movie uh, I'll let you go through with the premise but this movie's this movie's reasoning is a little worrying. But you know it was in the fucking fifties so yeah yeah it, it was a different time. So they're going into the woods looking for um was it petroglyphs. So is that, is Petroglyphs, that a- and uh, they were going to dig up Indian uh, or Native American. Got to be correct uh, here. Burial uh, grave sites. So they, <laughs> so essentially, they were being tasked with defiling Native American graves in search of pet- petroglyphs, which is just, yeah, just, which is just, just for crazy. their muse- just for their museums, man. It's that is 
such an insane like <laughs> sentence now. Like if you said that phrase to any person who wasn't a straight up racist or a white supremacist, mm-hmm. they would look at you like you're a psychotic person. They would go, "No, what are you nuts? That's a grave site. Leave it alone." Like, but in the excuse, 50s, excuse me, like, excuse me, what the actual fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. You would stop and go, "You're what now?" Like, and no, he's le- you'd... and he's leading the youth of the day going out to defile those grave sites. Yeah, you're like, hey, Susan, and hey, Richard, why don't we go out and dig up some bones of some Native Americans? You're like, oh, good, because you know what I want to do? Disturb grave sites, because you know there aren't any serial killers that have done that before, or any. There's no 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 moral reprehensibleness involved with that. No, you want to know what the moral reprehensibleness of it is? So we got like these people, they're out digging. You know, one guy's got his shirt off. You know, we can see, oh, they're typical teenagers. The reprehensible yeah. thing that happens is they're digging. Okay, and it's time for lunch. So they go get lunch. I'm like, okay, so something's going to happen here. You know, we got you know, Bigfoot's going to come out or, you know, we're going to get, you know, Corey Taylor is going to come and just kill all of these guys. Psychosocial, psychosocial. And you know something? They just return with their lunches and just have lunch. (laughs) This movie gets so boring at times. (laughs) Bro. Honest, honest. To God, this movie just decided that it was just going to get real boring because no, no lie, no lie. They just, you, you're you ready for it. And there's this music building. The whimsicalness is getting more sinister. And you're like, okay, all right, all right, I'm ready for this. And then it just cuts and they're eating and they're eating lunch. And you're left like blue balled to high hell. <laughs> It's almost like, you know, you're you're sneaking into the haunted house. You hear like a ball come down. Like you see you see like a ball come down the stairs and you see into the darkness. And you're like, I'm gonna go get myself a subway sandwich. And you just leave and then just go get like a <laughs> yeah. sub, you just go get like, something to eat. Yeah, it's it's literally walking, it's literally it's literally like like you're in the Amityville horror house. <laughs> And you're hearing some like insane shit, like an axe murderer slamming into like guts, and you go, "I need a McChicken right now." <laughs> like, 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 no, like, what? No, that's not that's not the response you're supposed to have. You're sitting there and you're just like, "Man, I really need to do my taxes. Like, the due date's coming up <laughs> soon. Like, you're like, I gotta. You're like, oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta schedule an appointment with H and R Block. God damn it. <laughs> like, like." Like what the hell? Like, come on, guys! You couldn't, you couldn't at least showed like a person with like a like a tusk in his chest. Like, no, it's no, oh, they, no. Right. You, you, okay, here's what they're gonna do. Here's here's what they should have done. Okay, let me tell you this. As a guy with a degree in this, here's what I'm telling you that they should have officially done. So what they should have done, they should have they should have gone to like the two people, like walk two people walking through the woods, and they're just wandering through, and they hear a noise. They turn around. What's going on? Everything just gets really quiet. 
And then Coolio and Nick Cage come out riding a pterodactyl, just fucking spears them. They start hunting everybody. Coolio's got a gun. It's, Nick Cage is, is on fire. It's chaos. Like, it's awesome. I just like the idea of it's the late 50s and they're just digging and you just hear, oh, <laughs> like it's the intro to Gangster's Paradise as you see Coolio and Nick Cage spears on a pterodactyl come riding in. <laughs> Just, just sitting there, just like ready to like go full like primal. <laughs> Listen to the people who were involved with the curse of Bigfoot. Why didn't y'all just use Nick Cage and Coolio, man? Like that's two that's all that, we're saying. Those two people that may not have been alive at the time <laughs> that this movie was recorded. Okay, so so getting back to what the movie is actually about, <laughs> they all sit around and while they're eating lunch that they got anticlimactically. And they all start showing what they got. So one of the guys, Norman, who when I was writing his name, I accidentally put down Mormon. So let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's just call him Mormon. He found a rock yeah. and an archaeologist is like, hey, this one's different. And he starts freaking out. And he's like, okay, this is old. Like, like really old. Like, 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 like very, very old. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's the oldest thing that we have. It's the oldest thing that we have found, guys. So they think the rock fell from, like, a ledge nearby. And, like, okay, what do men do when they're presented with doing something dangerous? They get ropes and they go check it out. So the men look at this, like, overexposed mess that is this mountainside. And they climb it. They climb and climb and climb. And this goes on for just way too fucking long. And I really wish like <laughs> Bigfoot came out of nowhere and just fucking threw him off the side of the ledge and just. Yeah, he just, got one. Yeah, like he he got somebody and like he's just hunting them down. So they all start wandering through the woods and then they come across this random stone tablet. That's just out like you can clearly see it. And someone's like, hey, this is from caveman times, which it looks very clean and pristine after you know eons of wear and tear on its you know it's it's just beyond me it's beyond me you know yeah yeah it's there's so much again it's the 50s so you do have to put in perspective that they would like sit there and just be and just sit there and go this is a very old and it look and it's like a pristine porcelain piece of porcelain or they go or they would sit there and go he's such a disheveled man and he just is like Instead of wearing a full a full three piece suit, it's just like he's wearing a collared shirt and trousers, <laughs> untucked shirt and everything. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, he might as well be naked. <laughs> All right. So, like, what do these people do when they see something that's been in the ground for eons? They're like, "Hey, we're gonna take it." So, after the slightest amount of effort by the group of pulling, they rip a hole in the ground. And then just smoke starts coming out of the ground where it literally looks like a Bigfoot's been hotboxing like underground and just smoke starts rising. Yeah, you just see. No, no, I swear to God, I have expected to see like Chris Angel or Shawn Michaels or like Willie Nelson to like come out and just be like, oh, we're here. (laughs) Okay, so you you mentioned Chris Angel, Shawn Michaels and Willie Nelson. Two out of those three people were like, my like middle school, high school favorites. I'll I'll leave you guys to decide which ones. 
I already know one of them for goddamn certain. For goddamn certain. Which one is it? Which one is it? Oh, it's Shawn Michaels, baby. You're damn right, baby. Hey, hey, there's no shame. I was an Undertaker man, but there's no shame in Shawn Michaels. And we're slowly going to turn this into like a wrestling podcast. I swear to God. We we got something. We're going to do a crit cryptid wrestling podcast cryptid wrestling podcast could the jersey devil beat the loch ness monster in a fight to the death (laughs) we put them both in the octagon gave them three minutes per round who's got who listen we're printing money at that point (laughs) i was about to say (laughs) trademark trademark copyright copyright and then Shawn Michaels comes in and just sweet chin musics both of them and then just fucking I to say, DX crotch you see Ray Mysterio, You see Rey Mysterio come in with the fucking 519 or whatever it's called? It's the 619. Get your facts the straight and fucking God mark. damn it. God damn it. I was one off. I was one off. <laughs> this podcast has just been all over the place and I'm fucking here for it. So these kids deserve to die because they're like, hey, this tiny ass cave with smoke coming out of it that hasn't been opened for eons. I'm going to go check it out. So they get like their teacher was just like, you know, he must have been from like the inner city of Chicago or something. It was just like, yeah, go in there. Just be careful. You'll be fine. So yeah, yeah they all just individually. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll live. We'll put some meat on their bones. So they go down. The teacher goes down with them for some reason. They find pottery down there, which should have really been your first clue just to get the hell out of there. I'm struggling to see what's going on because it's just just so fucking dark. And it's black. It, it, it's it's it, this is what this is like one of the things you were talking about. Like it is just straight up like black. And you also mentioned like there are certain times throughout this whole movie. I forgot to mention this at the beginning where like the audio is just slightly out of sync. Oh, it's uh, it gets rough. Sometimes it gets sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes it gets really tough. Yeah, so I just wanted to also mention that while I was thinking about it. So they find a thing lying down, encrusted in rock. And we're like, oh, okay, like, 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 what is this? They go check out the body. I'm sitting here thinking, yo, this is why women live longer than men, because men are like, hey, I'm gonna go check the shit out. Like, oh, so it's a mummy. They say, oh, it's a mummy. We get we get like a mummy Bigfoot in this movie. And I'm just like, please, for the love of God, have him wrapped up in toilet paper. Yeah, like, I was about to say that would just make it so much better if they just if they were just like lean fully into the mummy Bigfoot <laughs> bit. Listen, instead of being like, you know, the classic universal mummy or even like the Brendan Fraser mummy, this mummy is this like this movie is taking the route of like, hey, it's like the Tom Cruise mummy. That's what that's what oh, this is like. Oh. That's what this yeah. is like. And this is about Bigfoot. This is called the Curse of Bigfoot. We have mummies. This is like Troll 2, but they had goblins instead of trolls. Another movie we're probably going to have to cover on this podcast. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, like something's going to happen here. They're in this like cavern. And then nothing happens. And they like go get out of the cave, go back to the car. And then, you know. They go back to where they were staying. And this movie would have been so much more entertaining if, you know, we had mummy Bigfoot hunting these people down in a cavern. 
Yeah. If we... <laughs> they had so many opportunities to make this badass. Mm-hmm. They had so many opportunities to make this intense. Like, if they could have sat there and just released Bigfoot, and he just grabs one by, the, like, the neck, and just, like, just like kills him, and everyone runs out, and he runs after them. Like, that would have been great, but... It, this, this, it could no, be, like, a just, big, Bigfoot breaking out of the rock and just reaching up and just throwing somebody, and then they're having to, like, climb up the the ropes, and Bigfoot's trying to pull him down, like... It, it it pisses me off. There were so many good opportunities throughout this whole movie. Yeah. It's, oh my God, it's so wasted. So damn wasted. So they all bring it back to what, like, it's it's weird. So they, like, bring it to one place, but then they go sleep at another place. Oh, okay. Like, they all sit around like, oh, hey, it moved. And I'm like, okay, you gotta get the fuck out of there. So the mystery gang or whoever the fuck this group of, you know, people are they all sit around and talk about like some shit i wish i could tell you who these characters were but like i don't really know i don't even think they introduce them they don't go hey sally hey mark we have been friends for x amount no they literally just they literally just go they literally do the thing that they do the opposite of what most bad movies do Mm -hmm. which is they give you too little information on who the people are like yeah. they are, they 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 go with the they go with the idea that you don't give a shit about who these people are. Mm-hmm. Like they don't do like sometimes. What I've found that a lot of bad movies do is they'll sit there and go, "Hello, person who I've known for X amount of years, and I'm this close to, and we live on on forty two Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia." And then they just go mm-hmm. through this fucking full ass exposition. Mm-hmm. This movie just goes. It's just like. Hey, that pottery's crazy. Yeah, it really is. That's it. There's there's no context on who they are or their relation to each other. It's just it's just all all situational. All of it mm-hmm. is situational. And you were like, oh, okay. You see, uh, all right. You see, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because it was. So I was trying to figure out the names of these who these characters were. So when I looked on Wikipedia you know, the greatest source of information. You know, you mm-hmm. go down to cast and it says, you know, Bob is John, Bob Clymer is Johnny, Jan Swinhard is Sharon, Bill Simpson is Dr. Bill Wyman, Dennis Kottmeyer. They don't, they don't list his characters. Just, oh yeah, you know, this person plays this person, this person plays this person. Dennis Kottmeyer. He's is, is in this movie. But then on IMDb, <laughs> it's like, it does the same thing where, but then he, like he has the name of Bob. So I'm like, do, do, do they even say his name? I don't think they do. I think they just, I think Wikipedia just took a fucking shot <laughs> and they were just like, or, or no, not IMDb. IMDb yeah. took a fucking shot. It was just like, he looks like a Bob. <laughs> Let's just call him Bob. <laughs> yeah. That, th- this is one of the, like, it's a confusing, like, they should at least drop it once and kind of make it like, oh, hey, John, or oh, hey, Mike. Like th- that way, so the audience could have some type of like, oh, this is what their names are. But also because this movie is like really old and they don't really do a whole lot of close ups, there's no real way for you to tell, like to match a name to the face. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. So they're all sitting around in another house after they left the encrusted mummy in another location. One of the guys is like, boy, I sure could. I should go for a bottle of pop. And then the teacher, professor, whoever the fuck he is, just like, oh, y'all should go get some. There's a path through the woods. You, you guys should go out in the woods. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers deserve to die. So they go out into the night and I can't see shit again. What the fuck is going on? So they're it's I I hate I, it. I hate I hate it. I I I I I fucking I just I I I despise it. So this other <laughs> nerd guy is like I think it's the nerd guy, is like standing over Bigfoot. Like he's back at the cabin, which I don't know why he's not with the rest of the group, but okay whatever yeah yeah for some reason he's here yeah he's just he's here he's right next to them he he is just alone with this mummy bigfoot body and no one says anything about this strange guy that wants to be alone with the mummified body I'm going to let you guys infer what happens in this. It was the fifties, man. It was a lawless time. (laughs) Everyone was still riding the high of the second world war ending. And we're just like, and we're like, no one can do anything bad ever. (laughs) So crazy shit was just permitted. I'm, I'm so certain that the fifties were the most lawless time in American history solely because everyone was so fully convinced that because we won world war two, that no, nothing bad would ever happen again. Mm -hmm. So just, insanity was was permitted i would counter argue you with the uh roaring 20s that is true that is true mm-hmm. man they they love their drugs they, in the roaring they, 20s they, they did <laughs> not give a fuck yeah. they were just partying God like damn. you know nothing was gonna happen and then the great depression happened <laughs> hey you know what at least they were partying for a purpose <laughs> so while this one guy is alone with the dead mummified bigfoot body we get this weird random cutaway, whimsical music intensifies, oh shit, the thing is alive, and the dude just fucking like runs back to the rest of the group and is like, it's alive, the mummy's alive. I'm pretty sure those are his exact words, again, in a movie called The Curse of Fucking Bigfoot. And these guys, like, they should react, you know, the same way like if you and I were out hiking and like you said, oh, I see a bear, and you are clearly disturbed. I'm like, nope, not questioning it, we're, g- we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, exactly. Out of here. Mm-mm. Ask questions oh, later. But these guys are idiots, so they just return to the scene of the crime, and it's magically fucking gone. So all of the guys they get into a fist fight with Bigfoot. I'm kidding. That doesn't happen within this movie, but it would be fucking awesome if it did. Yeah, it's so many opportunities so. that have been missed. <laughs> we randomly cut to Bigfoot, like he's just walking through the woods and broad daylight and he's just like you know he's there like it's a he's just chilling it's a clear shot of him just walking through the woods no build-up suspense or anything we see it and all of the tension is just gone it's there's nothing there's nothing there's no suspense it's just he's here that's that's where he is there's there's nothing he's over in those woods walking around he is like that way Yeah, it literally, it's like the movie doesn't, the movie shoots itself in the foot because Mm -hmm. everyone goes, where is he? And then the movie is like, here he is. Here he is. You were were confused? I answered the question. He's right there. And you're like, I, 
I didn't need the question to be answered. You could have just left it. Like, <laughs> But speaking of idiotic decisions, Mike, I want to point out something. I want to point out a line that they say. So we get the two that wandered off. And they're actually like leaving the store. Like, you know, the people that said, oh, we're going to go leave to go get some pop. So they leave. They're leaving with some stuff. Keep in mind, it looks like broad daylight outside. We see harsh shadows on the ground. And they come out and say, the moon's so bright, you don't even need a flashlight. And another one says, look at the stars. This sent me into a rage. This sent me into like... Everything else was like, okay, bad movie, whatever. But it's like, now it's like they're referencing it. Like, they know it's bad, but they're just trying to roll with it. I'm like, look at the fucking graph. They're trying to get harsh shadows. We clearly can tell it's like not night. What the fuck? Whoa, guys. Isn't this so crazy? The the moon is so bright. It's casting shadows on us. (laughs) Like, like you're going to be like, like, I do, I do admit, I do have to admit. Whenever a bad movie tries to be self-aware, you're like, no, no, mm -mm, no, 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 no. It's not. It's like it's like if you got a question wrong Mm -hmm. on a test and you walked up to the teacher and went, by the way, I got question 16 wrong. I just want to let you know that before you grade it. Question 16 is, in fact, wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the teacher is not going to be like, I like your style, kid. It's right. Like, no, they're going to be like, thanks. It's wrong. But thanks. I mean, like, it takes a certain type of movie to be able to really do that. Now, I've seen like my fair share of like some schlocky, whatever, like small budget films. And like it feels like whenever like we're trying to do the route of being self-aware and referencing the fact that like it, it's really hit and miss whenever that can work. It's a, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to do, but like if you can't do it, don't do it. Like just recognize, yeah, like don't. it's not going to work. Just move on from it. Find something else. Yeah, find take, another route. T- yeah, take your lumps. Find another route. Keep going. Like that's, god damn it. So the rest of the gang is like out looking for them. We are back with these two idiots who think it's like you know the moonlight is lighting the way, and now it's like dead dark, even though it's daytime. Or is it supposed to be nighttime? I'm not really fucking sure. I can't see Ugh. shit. And like a random character approaches them and like we hear the dialogue. And then it randomly gets brown and we're outside somewhere else. We're outside of like this weird house. It's like red. It's green. Then it's blue where a woman is talking on the phone. Do you know, do you know the scene I'm talking about where she's sitting inside? Vaguely. So it's like they're. She's this random woman who we I don't think we've seen at this point talking on a phone. Brick, Bigfoot breaks off a tree branch, I think, and he stalks someone and then like glass breaks. We get like a 10 frame pan to a woman screaming. Then the Bigfoot mask like goes toward this toward like the the screen really fast. It. It literally just feel like somebody put the Bigfoot mask on their hand and just moved it really closely towards the camera. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I what, what the like? What the fuck was the point of this scene? That I 
why was this person here? Why do we have this random scene? Like, it, it makes no fucking sense. It, it doesn't. It really doesn't. The entire time, you're left sitting there <clears throat> just sort of asking the question, how, who is this woman and why does, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot. Like, of, there's a whole lot of that throughout this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. So random yeah. killing aside, we now see a car that I really wish was Bigfoot driving, but nope, it's just this guy who is a sheriff. The archaeologist or professor offers exposition. You know, it wasn't for, and the him and the sheriff share some badly written dialogue just back and forth and the mm-hmm. sheriff says like oh i was i was just at like the mitchell ranch and i was like was was that where we were just at like was that the scene where the <sighs> woman died like i i am confused who was this woman this person yeah. obviously had a name like who, who are you it's, people <laughs> it's it's there's so much assumed knowledge mm-hmm. in this movie that i don't that 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 just makes no sense to me mm-hmm. like how the fuck did how the fuck did the did the did the director sit there and not un- go under the assumption that people wouldn't know who the hell the Mitchells were or what their ranch was mm-hmm. or that that was Mrs. Mitchell? Like it's it's kind of like let's say you let's say we let's say you and I were acting in a scene and like we were reading the script and let's say the director wrote in a line like. My like my character is supposed to be snarky. Like I'm supposed to be like an asshole making like sarcastic remarks. And I literally walk in and I'm like, uh, hey man, do, like do you know the directions to the train station? I'm like, oh yeah, it's right, it's like right over there. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And then I walk away. And then you turn to like another person's like, Yeah, that guy's such a fucking asshole. He's, like, he's always making like these snarky remarks. And I'm like, I couldn't tell that like from that. just being on yeah. screen. You might have written it into, into yeah. the character description, like, but like from what you've said, that doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. You can't sit there and just go, "What an asshole!" Like, get a load of this guy. You know <laughs> what? What a real, what a real piece of work. Just sitting there, just blowing it up, grandstanding like he's some asshole. You're like, how does that apply to what? I don't have reference. I don't have a reference and, point for this. And same thing applies like the name of a character or whoever it is. If it's just like you know, you're go you're like you go somewhere and it's like. Yeah, so I just recently I just recently spoke with John, and um, he said there's really been something going on. I'm like, who the fuck is John? Was I John? Yeah, exactly. You're like, 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 yeah. It's it's there's. Did did they just not have? I, I swear to God, like I know for I've seen plenty of movies from the 40s and 30s. They had good movies to go off of. Mm-hmm. How did? How did they miss out on this in the late fifties? Like actually, actually how? Like there's so many good movies that came out during that time. Like all so many pre-code era movies. Like you had Streetcar Named Desire. You had you had flipping uh what's it called? Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. You had Casablanca, Citizen Kane, North by Northwest. Actually, no, I think that was the sixties. But yeah, in any case, them. yeah, and but like it oh. it's a it's a student film thing. Yeah, it it has to be. It has to again, be. There are some great fucking student films out there. There are probably some. There are some student films out there that are like much better than some of the films that like you know we've seen on the big screen. There's some really talented people out there, but at the same time, they're really hit or miss. You can get something that's like really awesome, 
or like not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, exactly. The one thing that really, exactly. the one thing that really points out a student film, at least in my eyes, first thing is bad audio. The second thing is bad acting. And we get oh. some interesting acting with the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. The sheriff. The sheriff is something. Uh, I'll let you go forward he, with the sheriff. He, he he tries. He he really he really does. He's like that. Like he's like he's like if you told he's like if you went, hey hey granddad, would you mind being in our short film? And being the supportive granddad he is, he goes sure, son. But you ke- but you kept cutting and asking him to dial it up a little bit. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. Tr- he's trying, mm-hmm. but my God, is he? He's not an actor. Mm-hmm. Stop having him act like an actor. I mean, dude, you really hit it. You really hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, like for instance, like the nerdy character, he said the door was smashed when the mum where the mummy was stored, and the sheriff was just like, "Let's have a look at it." They're just very like, <laughs> very like, like he's trying to be a matter of fact about it. But it's like, it's not like really there. So it it just ends up falling flat. And the introduction of the sheriff character, like, that's like really one of the, like, the highlight is like not the best acting. Yeah, it is. Oh, Lord. He's, I will say he's he's probably the highlight. Yeah, he's probably the highlight of this movie. And that's purely because he's attempting Mm -hmm. and his attempt doesn't land. So it makes it worse. It's, it's very much an uncanny valley effect Mm -hmm. with regards to bad acting. Like the harder you try with your bad acting, the more prevalent it is that you are bad at acting. He, he's, he's doing his best. I'm going to give him a gold star. And you know what? He, he can take that or leave that. So they, they give exposition on this mud and the mummy storage. They try to go to another location. The sheriff and the guys are walking through the woods and it's like in the dead of the dark. This is, this was a really weird scene to me because it was like, we see a wide shot and it's like, there are shadows covering them. We can't see shit as to what's going on. But then we cut to like a closer shot of one of the guys talking and his face is just lit up like perfectly fine. Like we can see him just clear as <laughs> fucking day kneeling. I was like, it just, do you guys not know anything like about like keeping the lighting consistent? What the fuck? It's, I was about to say, there's no consistency at the lighting. It's just, it is just, it will literally pan from what is supposed to be nighttime to bright in the fucking middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, this, this part, that's definitely like one of the, most striking thing because it's so apparent you cannot miss the bad lighting choices of this movie because they're just right there fucking in front it's like it's dark and then you cut to a close-up and then it's light you can finally see like (sighs) it's it is i wish it wasn't this is this is easily the most obvious part of the movie Mm -hmm. easily this is far and a fucking way like the obvious part is just this movie just fucking just oh my god just it just the lighting is so specifically terrible mm-hmm. in this it is insane and it really feels like they were trying to go out and like play with like just using the environment to light but it just mm-hmm. didn't 
really work. And not at all. Yeah, it it is hard. It's hard to do that shit. Like, I mean, it it really fucking is. But like, if you can see it in the edit, maybe don't do that. May yeah. maybe see if there's another way to to make it work. So to power, mm-hmm. so to power through the rest of this, they decide to lay a trap for Bigfoot using hay and meat. They get shown some like other stuff. The sheriff just literally gives one of the guys his gun and says, "Hey, you're more apt to need this than I am," which which just really comes out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really odd that the sheriff just hands over his gun and goes, you'll need this. Like (laughs) while they're trying to like set this trap for Bigfoot. So the sheriff is like going to drive his car somewhere. We go to a random, we go back to the random field where we just were. They're all wait. All these people are like waiting behind a hay bale, waiting for Bigfoot to come out. And then the sheriff without his gun over the radio, like says, Oh God, guys, like, while they're waiting behind these hay bales, the sheriff sees and like, oh, guys, I, I, I think I see something. And I, I'm going to go take a closer look at it without his gun, like a fucking idiot that he is. And I really wanted Bigfoot again to steal the cop car and just drive into the rest of the group. But unfortunately, we don't get that with this movie. <laughs> so many opportunities that are missed. Listen, there's so many good opportunities to where you have Bigfoot committing Grand Theft Auto and Bigfoot with an AK, like you really could have made these things happen. Absolutely. So we get the sheriff is walking back to his car, a random shot of like Bigfoot mummy with fangs. It looks, it, lo- it looks so fucking bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. And what does, God, I- and how does, and what does Bigfoot do to like take down this sheriff after, you know, surprising him through the woods? Just fucking bonks them over the head, and then we just cut back to the rest of the gang, and they're like, "Oh, like they think, oh shit, something's going on." So they grab the gasoline and go out on the hunt for Bigfoot. So this guy's calling out. He's like, "We cut to like Bigfoot looking around, like fuck this movie." The guy looks at the sheriff with his gun. The guy's trying to you know shoot at Bigfoot. At this point, like they got Bigfoot surrounded. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, what's gonna happen? What are they gonna do? And they throw gasoline on Bigfoot, and we get a shitty Bigfoot on fire costume. Oh, it's it's a blaze, guys! It's a sight to behold. It is literally just it is literally just a Bigfoot costume with its arms up on fire, going, and you just—it's literally just that's it for like thirty seconds. It is just. The Bigfoot costume mm-hmm. on fire, and you're like, okay, all right, great. I really like. I really like to think that this. I think this shot was filmed like back in like the, the fifth. Like I think the uh, the student film days. So like burning the costume. Like, well, we're not gonna need this costume anymore. And then like the you know, sixties and the seventies roll around. They're like, hey, we like we want you to use this for like a TV movie. And they're like, do you still have the costume? And he's like, ah, shit. So that's why they had to use like the yeah, slick exactly. guy and like. Yeah, they're like, they're like, let's throw in a bunch of other menaces. That'll balance it out. Like, no. So the group, they all like walk away. We get like the group all, you know, basically standing and watching the Bigfoot burn. And I just want to remind you that the 
the hap the like you know the happiness or like you know not giving a shit amount that like the group is feeling right now goes straight up against what the researcher guy was talking about at the beginning which must i remind you he said that three of them went to an insane asylum yeah it's these they seem a little too peppy they're just sort of like they're like yeah gang we did it we killed it and like and like the professor literally went they never recovered and are in an insane <laughs> asylum now and you're like they don't seem very insane they seem very sane it's like they just seem like you know just two they just seem like you know a couple of you know fine just watching like a bonfire or something yeah exactly so yeah guys we don't get credits the movie just fucking ends and yeah that that's the curse of bigfoot guys yep that's it Not nothing else no like you know post-credit no thing fanfare. like nothing like no credits or anything no special thanks to this director or these cast members just that's it I really feel like the director, like they knew what they had, and they was like, "Oh, let's let's just let's just end it now. Let's just get yeah. rid of it. Uh, don't want to be associated with this. We're just, we're just gonna move <laughs> on from this." They literally went. They literally went. Oh, we just got up, but we just got to shit. Them. Let's just let's just wrap this up. Come on, it, stretching this out anymore is just gonna hurt. So let's just call it here. Much like we're doing with this podcast. So, guys, that really does it for the curse of Bigfoot. Mike, what are your what what are your thoughts? Uh maybe don't bring back your student films. Maybe mm-hmm. leave your super eights and student films in in the in in the trenches. If you're gonna bring them back, reshoot all of them. Yes. With the knowledge that you have now. Yes. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Leave leave those leave those memories alone. Just leave them in the past move on reshoot them if you have to and don't try to redo something that you did you know 15 years ago and um yeah that about does it for for this episode of the mess of midnight podcast where we talked about uh the curse of bigfoot um mike do you have anything else you want to say to the people <laughs> don't go out in the woods uh it's don't don't melt your wax figures and put hair on them. Oh no, this movie blows. This movie sucked, guys. Go go check it out just so you can know how like no, how blase and nothing it is. Yeah, but other than that, don't like don't expect anything anything great from yeah. it. It's, I was about to say this movie. Don't expect anything from it because you won't get anything. Yeah, guys, uh, don't forget, follow us on um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Mike's OnlyFans. We're putting out a lot of content. And um, be sure to listen to continue to listen to us wherever your favorite podcasts are located. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your wife, tell your clothing's husband. On tell your- feet, clothing's on feet content on the OnlyFans. <laughs> I want that to be known. There is nothing. It's only socks, socks. Socks on. Socks on full frontal. Absolutely. It's just we're keeping it. We're keeping it Mormon in here. All right, guys. Well, that does it for this episode, and we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, everyone.